Thank you. So it's been 235 days since crooked Hillary Clinton has had a press conference. And you as reporters who give her all of these glowing reports should ask yourselves why. And I'll tell you why. Because she's been a mess. 235 days, no news conference for Hillary Clinton. Just ask yourself why she doesn't have news conferences. Welcome to Election Profit Makers, a guide to winning and losing money on the 2016 campaign using online prediction markets. Today's date is Friday, September 9th. This is the 7 of 17th episodes in our series, and this is a very special edition of Election Profit Makers. As many of you know, it's been over 16,000 days since John Kimball held his last press conference, and today we aim to make things right. Ladies and gentlemen, the original Election Profit Maker, John Kimball. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, John Kimball. Welcome to my press conference. I'm looking forward to answering any questions you might have. Uh, yes, David Reese from electionprofitmakers.com. On Wednesday, Clinton and Trump participated in NBC's wonderful Commander-in-Chief Forum, which was moderated by Matt Lauer, who, as you know, is an incredibly talented and serious journalist. How are the candidates' performances in that forum influencing your approach to betting on the upcoming debate-related markets on Predicted? That's a great question, David. You know, after watching that debate, I thought that we would be seeing more of the same in the upcoming debates, a lot of bad questions and not much rebuttal from the moderators. But I'm now thinking that because Lauer performed so terribly and has been taken through the ringer by many of his media pals out there, I think there could be an overcorrection in the coming debates where moderators are actually a lot tougher. So from that aspect, I think it's more likely than not that Trump is treated pretty harshly in that first debate. And in terms of markets on predicted, I believe that that increases the odds that Trump will not perform in all of the debates if he performs particularly badly in that first one. Uh, Follow-up question? Yes, go ahead. So I'm holding five shares of no in the market. Will Trump participate in all the official debates? And so far, I have suffered a loss totaling 60 cents. Are you saying I should continue to hold on to those shares? Yes, I would hold on to those shares. Even though I'm currently losing money on them? How much have you lost? And you don't lose anything until you sell. I bought at 33 cents and it's currently selling at 19 cents. I would hold on to them. Similar question. I am also holding four shares in no for the market. Will the first 2016 presidential debate be the most watched debate ever? I am down four cents on that market. Should I continue to hold my position? Definitely. Thank you. Starly Kine, executive producer of Election Profit Makers, with a question from Spencer in Toronto. Go ahead, Starly. Uh, You've mentioned on the podcast how wild predicted.com can get late at night when the drunk trumpeteers enter the fray. Spencer wants to know how many beers or glasses of Chablis, in David's case, is too many to have before going on predicted. Spencer, that's a great question. I can tell you that I don't ever drink and trade. I make enough mistakes when I'm sober on predicted. So... I would imagine that in terms of drinking, it's just the same as driving a car. 
After a few drinks, you're going to be putting yourself at risk. Spencer would like to know why you said it's never a good idea to buy at 90 cents. Does that apply even if it's a sure thing like no on Trump getting 370 plus in Electoral College? Okay, Spencer, for that, I, I would say that I misspoke. It is sometimes okay to buy over 90 cents or above if it is a sure thing. Where I would never recommend buying at 90 cents or above is in a bracketed market where there's always the possibility that it can flip to another bracket at the last minute. That's all you have to say on the matter? Well, I could I could tell a story of the time that I didn't follow that rule. The stories are good. Okay. Well, in the first few months that I was doing this, I maxed out on 90 in a particular bracket in the Trump versus Clinton market. And there was an update to Real Clear Politics, and they included a poll they had never included before. And I lost everything, almost $1,000 in five seconds. Uh, Starley Kine, executive producer for Election Profit Makers, with my own question. What was your emotional state after losing everything? I was shocked after it happened. And it was a rookie mistake, but a number of vets lost a lot of money, too. In fact, some of them were maxed out in multiple brackets. Some people lost almost $2,000. We It was known as the Great Reuters Massacre, and it's still <laughs> talked about on Predict It Today. And... <laughs> Go on. It, it made me actually want to quit. It made me think that it could possibly be rigged. I don't believe that it is rigged, but it was like a one in a 1,000 chance, and I just happened to get caught up in it, and so did a lot of people. There was actually $85,000 that changed hands in that 10 seconds. How many beers did it take for you to recover from that loss? <laughs> None. Hi, uh, David Reese, your childhood friend. Hey, David. Last week, you said you weren't sure we'd see too much more tightening in this race, especially after Trump's amazing speech in Arizona. And yet here we are. We have seen tightening. We've even seen a CNN poll on Tuesday that showed Trump with a two point lead. And you said it was still a good buying opportunity for Clinton with this tightening. Do you still feel that way in light of recent events? And if so, how can you justify that position? Okay. Thanks for your question, David. I do still think that Clinton is a good buy. And I do think we might see some more tightening in the future. But one important thing to do when you're buying shares is to average up or down. Instead of going all in and buying 1,000 shares of Clinton at 71 cents, buy 100 shares. Then when she drops to 70, you buy another 50 or 100 shares. And then 50 or 100 more when she drops to 69. You're taking a risk if you're buying a, a big chunk at a time. Just average up or down. That way you're never really underwater. Now, the CNN poll that came out on Tuesday was a bit of a surprise. First, most po polling organizations don't poll over the holiday weekends. So it doesn't mean that their data is wrong or bad. It's just that you're liable to get a, a different result than normal. And most of us in the Trump versus Clinton market were up at 6 a.m. on Tuesday morning looking for the NBC SurveyMonkey result that morning. And we did not anticipate that CNN was going to release at the same time, which they did. Incidentally, the SurveyMonkey poll showed that Clinton was up six. CNN had Trump up two, 
but it was with a decidedly more Republican Party breakdown. Another point to mention about the CNN poll is they've also moved to their likely voter screen, and that's why Trump was up. The registered voter screen still had Clinton ahead. Bottom line, there was a lot of panic over that poll. It's no big deal. Just throw it on the pile and average it. Keep moving. So you're telling our listeners to just throw that poll on the poll pile? Uh, yeah. Why is likely voters a better metric than registered voters? And why shouldn't Clinton supporters be panicked that Trump is leading in a poll among likely voters? I mean, likely voters is more important than registered voters because votes don't count unless people vote. So, right. I'm and not- that, but that poll, I beg your pardon, sir, but that poll showed Trump up among likely voters. So, why do you dismiss that poll? I'm just saying that it is one poll. Now, if we start to see that everywhere else, then I'll be worried. One last thing I'd like to mention about the tightening that we've been seeing we haven't really seen that yet in the state polling. And a lot of people are like, why is that happening? Is it because the campaigns are focused in the state polling? It could be that, but more than likely, you're going to see these trends start in the national polling first because those polls occur more often. So one tip that I would give listeners is if you start to see that tightening nationally, that means more than likely you'll see tightening in the state polls where they don't poll as often. So you can get ahead of the curve by buying or selling in the state polls. On a related note, can you give us the latest news from North Carolina vis-a-vis polling and the Trump versus Clinton market? I know that some of our listeners are heavily financially invested and emotionally invested in that particular market. What's the latest out of the Tar Heel State? Thanks for the question. The new voter registration is exploding in North Carolina. Dems and especially unaffiliated are outnumbering Republicans big time, especially with millennials. Mecklenburg, Wake, Guilford, Durham, and Orange were more than 50% of the net new registrations in the last two months. Clinton is still up in the real clear politics average. It's actually 0.8%. It's it's very close, but she's up 2.3 points in the Huffington Post pollster. Now, it's trading at 57 cents right now. Will the Democratic candidate win North Carolina? It's trading at 57 cents right now from a high of 73 cents on August 16th. And David, I believe you and I bought that and recommended to our listeners to buy it in the low 50s. I still recommend holding those shares. I sold my shares in a panic. As a native North Carolinian, can you convince me that I shouldn't be panicked that Trump will win North Carolina? No, I'm sticking by my original prediction that Clinton will win North Carolina by two points. Would you be willing to make a side bet with me about that offline? Sure. Backroom dealing? Yeah. I'll bet you $20 that Trump will win North Carolina. Will you take that bet? I will definitely take that bet. Are you ready to do an audio handshake? Yes. Count of three. One, two, three. All right. Okay, that's our bet. You really think Trump is going to win North Carolina? I think Trump is going to win North Carolina. I don't think Clinton's going to win North Carolina. Dude, you're wrong. Although, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, okay. Now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like with the with the appellate court overturning the the voter registration laws in North Carolina, I think maybe people are going to be so amped to vote to stick it to the state GOP legislature that maybe they're just going to come out in droves. I guess it all depends on on how motivated and organized people are to vote, not necessarily just for Clinton, but also to vote just because people were trying to deny them the opportunity to vote. Do you think there's a? Do you think that will be a factor in North Carolina? Yes, I think that will be a factor in North Carolina. 
Okay, we are retracting our audio handshake on the count of three. One, two, three. Previous audio handshake has been canceled. There is no longer a live bet between John Kimball and David Reese on who will win North Carolina. Starley Kine, EP of Election Profit Makers here. Go ahead, Starley. Thank you. I have a question from Jeremy. Jeremy wants to know, how much do you think share price is driven by emotion and personal preference for a candidate rather than cold, hard facts and reason? This is a tough question. I had said before that I believe the Trumpeters tend to bet with a lot of emotion and and without logic. And I say that because I see them losing over and over and over. Uh, but it, it is possible that I also may bet with emotion and not necessarily be aware of it. I think that all betting in some ways involves emotion. Um, one of the biggest things that people do is panic buying and selling. And I think everybody has the tendency to do that. You know, I saw a comment from somebody one of the first weeks I was on Predict It, and it, it just said, and I, tr- I try to live by this now, that if you're in a situation where it looks like a stock is about to collapse or it's about to take off and you're thinking, I'm going to buy 500 shares or sell 500 shares, he said, buy 250 instead, and then you may see that it doesn't take off or it doesn't collapse. So that's one of the rules that I live by when it, when it, in terms of trading with emotion. Jeremy would also like you to know that he loves the show and that you sound way older than you look. Comment? Huh. Um, yeah, I don't really know how to take that. Well, you know that picture that it's on the website, that, that picture is probably five or six years old. So I, I was younger in that picture. I now look much, much older. Any particular reason why you look much older now? No, I really, I really don't look that much older. I have a few more gray So you wish hairs, to retract though. your statement saying that you look much, much older? Yes. But I'm, I'm more concerned about how I sound old. What does that mean? Do I sound like an old man? I'm sorry. This is this is David Reese from Election Profit Makers. Are you saying you do not look older or that you do look older? Can we get some clarification on this, please? I mean, it's hard for me to tell. I see myself every day, so I don't see myself aging. I mean, could you can you tell me do I look older than I do in that photo? Personally, sir, all due respect, I think you look old as hell. You look like a pile of old rags <laughs> covered in dust. Okay, well, that's it. I can't weigh in on whether you look older since I did not know you in the past and I have never met you in the present, but I will say that I do not think you sound like an old man. Okay, that's more important to me, that I don't sound like an old man. If I look older, that's fine, because I am older. Yes, hello, this is John Kimball. May I ask a question at your press conference? Okay, any other questions? Oh, uh, yes, this is Alex Jones, uh, uh, Infowars.com, PrisonPlanet.com. Why uh, are the globalists and the uh, Muslim socialists not acknowledging the fact that the Bilderberg Group are obviously running uh, Predicted.org? And why are we not seeing a contract that everyone is calling for? True patriots, uh, true Republicans, uh, true uh, lovers of liberty, and true members of Christ's army. Why do we not see the market that uh, we have been calling for, which is, is Hillary Rodham Clinton already dead? Uh, Thanks for your question, Alex. I, I don't really know why that market is not out there. Um, it, it seems like it would be a difficult one to prove. Uh, I think the, the, the proof is in her hacking cough and the fact that she uses stools and pillows for sitting and resting. 
that those are the behaviors of a uh, corpse rather than an actual uh, living human. I feel like uh, if you value freedom, if you truly value freedom, uh, you will agree that one of the candidates for uh, president is uh, deceased. Well, I, I would beg to differ at this point. Hi, uh, this is David Reese, the drummer from your high school band. Hey, David. Last week, we both bought no in the contract, will Trump say crooked Hillary in the first debate? And we bought those shares at like uh, 33, 34 cents. And hours after that episode of Election Profit Makers came out, the no skyrocketed all the way to 51 cents. Do you think that was because of us? Do you think we actually influenced a market on predicted.org? You know, I don't know. It, it was pretty interesting, and maybe it was a coincidence or maybe we are now market makers. But um, I actually went in and sold after that happened, to be honest, because I had a change of heart after our podcast. I think he is going to say it now. I sold too. I sold my shares also. Really? Yeah. And so I have two follow-up questions. The first is, why... Why did you let me make that argument that he wasn't going to say crooked Hillary? Because when I was listening to the podcast afterwards, I was like, what I'm saying makes no sense. Well, it made sense to me at the time. It was after we stopped recording that I thought, no, that I'm not so certain about that. I, it, it didn't really make sense to me. But, you know, the, the nose did spike. So it, it wasn't a bad call that we made. But then again, maybe we were the ones that caused it. It never made sense to me. Thank you for your input, Starly. I guess what I want to assure our listeners is we were not engaging in a in a pump and dump, were we? Um, after the fact, I think we were, but that was not, that's not what we intended to do. Can you state for the record, under oath, that our intention was not to pump and dump those shares in Trump saying crooked Hillary at the first debate, that if it was a pump and dump, it was a subconscious pump and dump? Yes, I can I can state for the record that it was not a pump and dump and that it possibly was a subconscious pump and dump. Or we should be a little more specific that the dump was conscious, but the pump was subconscious. Correct. Subconscious pump, conscious dump, but the entire dump was not evidence of a deliberate pump and dump. Right. Are you saying that for the record? Yes, I'm saying that for the record. What is that market currently trading at? Uh, I think it's trading at 51 cents right now. So it's trading about where it was when we dumped it. I dumped it 46. You dumped it 51? I think I dumped it 50. Starly Kind from Election Profit Makers. I have a question from Pat. Pat wants to draw your question to an image that made the rounds last week. It's a sign in front of a gunsmithing shop in Raymond, Maine, that says, Beware the beast, Hildebeest Clinton, and it's Vagenda of Manocide. Guess what happens when you go to vagendaofmanocide.com? Guess, John. I'm guessing that if you go to that website, to domain name, it redirects to Clinton's fundraising page. Is that correct? That is correct. How do you feel about that? I feel great. I love URL hijinks, and I don't know who registered it. Maybe it was the Clinton campaign. It probably wasn't, but um, maybe it was one of our listeners who just wanted to have a little bit of fun, and I completely approve of that. I'm sorry. This is David Reese. Just for the record, you're saying that you approve of having a little bit of fun? Yes. Thank you. I, w I would just say that, that that reminds me, there was some other domain-related news 
this week. TrumpPence.com was for sale, and it actually sold for $18,000 this week, which was slightly more than the ClintonCain.com domain name sold for a few weeks ago. Now, we know that the Trump Organization bought Clinton Kane, but we're still not clear who bought Trump Pence. you got to imagine it was probably the Trump campaign, but at, the, at this point, we don't know. But again, they've done nothing with it and still haven't done anything with the ClintonCain.com either. Both of those names have a nine-week shelf life at this point. So I'm thinking if we're going to see something, we better see it soon. The same, the, the exact same shelf life of election profit makers. Exactly. As a domain, as, a, as, as someone in the domain register business, you're not able to access any kind of intel about who would who would have bought that that um the trump pence domain i can't it's it's still behind privacy in who is what is who is who is is the domain name phone book it's a way of of looking up who owns what domain names so if you were to go to it yeah okay you're welcome i have a question about domain registrations john uh yes go ahead david Thank you for knowing who I was without me even identifying myself. How were you able to do that? I just recognize your voice. Thanks, buddy. I was having a meal earlier this week with a mutual friend, the bass player from our high school band, and he said that he remembered when you were living in Manhattan at the height of the internet domain registration frenzy, the land rush of the late 90s, and he said that you had a small apartment in Manhattan and a desk, and your desk faced a huge pile of unopened letters from who is representing all your domains. He described that pile as a mountain. Do you care to confirm or deny how many domains you had at the height of your powers? Well, that is true. Yes, those letters were from Network Solutions, which had controlled, had a monopoly at that point on all of the dot-com registrations. And you could register domain names back then without paying them paying for them, and then they would send you an invoice. So, yeah, I had thousands of domain names at that point, yes. What is the all-time greatest domain name you ever sold? I sold OG.com in 2001 in a a two-letter domain like that. Um, They are pretty rare. They go for sometimes... Millions of dollars. Who did you sell OG.com to? Just another domain speculator. How much did you get for that domain? $10,000. Really? I know. That's like selling the Grand Canyon for 50 cents. I know. Trust me, the domain business, there are a lot of regrets. You know, I sold ChapelHill.com to the News and Observer in 1997 for $1,000. And I really regret that. Why? You were supporting local journalism. Explain what the News and Observer is to our listeners who don't know about North Carolina. Yeah, it's the the main newspaper in our area based in Raleigh. And they also run another paper called the Chapel Hill News, which used to be the Chapel Hill Newspaper, which is a bizarre name for a newspaper when you think about it. Have you ever thought about Why? that? Why? That's a perfect I know, name. But, but what? I mean, you know, new, news, newspaper. newspapers are, you know, the, the Chronicle or the Times or the Democrat or the Constitution or the Inquirer or the Observer or News. But 
there, there's no newspaper out there called newspaper. <laughs> Think about it. It's bizarre. I'm, I, no, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm the thinking, Chapel I'm, Hill I'm Just give me newspaper. A David, you know, I was thinking about our donors this week, and that reminds me, maybe now would be a good time to thank them. Yes, thank you, John. Let's take a moment to thank everyone who donated this week to Election Profit Makers. If you'd like to donate, it's as simple as sending money via PayPal to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. John, here are this week's donors. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Jeremy, who writes, keep riding those waves. Thank you to our anonymous donor who said, David should invest a little more. We are all in this for tales of woe. Anonymous, I'm going to take my share of your donation and sink it into Predict It to up the stakes and increase the dramatic tension. Thank you. John, we have a donation from Mike who says, thank you for mentioning the Tronics foot pedal. I think it actually malfunctioned only once after a long and successful hardcore service history. That part of the podcast woke me up as I had fallen asleep shortly prior, so thanks. Care to comment on this factually inaccurate and slightly condescending comment from Donor Mike? No, I think Donor Mike is probably correct because the Tronics was a gray distortion pedal. It was the green pedal that ma- malfunctioned, and I believe that was the Tube Screamer. So. Yeah, that's well. I still have the Tube Screamer, and I want to say to our listeners that it is an original Tube Screamer with the original chip. Uh, if anyone's interested in buying it from me, uh, contact at Election Profit Makers. But let's get back to the Tronics. You are both wrong. The Tronics was a gray pedal. That much is true. But that Tronics malfunctioned all the time. It sounded like a ceiling fan having a fight with a vacuum cleaner. That thing <laughs> did not work. And Mike is tripping. Pardon my French, but Mike is tripping balls if he thinks the Tronic only malfunctioned once in the history of our band. Now, I would like to uh, make a comment regarding Mike saying that he fell asleep listening to our podcast until the name of his precious distortion pedal roused him to waking. What kind of behavior is that from an old friend that you've known since fifth grade when you met in Sunday school because he was wearing a Miami Dolphins jacket and back then Dan Marino was the coolest person on earth? What kind of behavior is that, John? That's not proper behavior. Not proper friend behavior. It's not proper friend behavior. P-F-B. Proper friend behavior. Mike, you are hereby barred from listening to election profit makers. Spencer from Toronto, thank you for your donation. And finally, a donation from Emily. Quote, for the 2016 Disco Pellets and Disco's Pellets Fund. Keep riding waves. Thank you. John, will you announce again to people how to donate? Since you're the person holding the press conference, you're the person in the position of authority standing behind the podium. Yes, if you'd like to donate to election profit makers, you can do that via PayPal at contact at electionprofitmakers.com. And we appreciate all your support. John, our listeners are demanding a full and transparent accounting of your portfolio for the past week. Would you share your uh, updates? Yes, I lost $50 in the Trump versus Clinton market. I made about $35 in the will Trump say crooked Hillary market, just flipping back and forth. And I made $8 on Thursday night when it was reported that an earthquake had occurred in the nuclear testing area of North Korea. And I remembered that there was a contract on predicted, will North Korea test 
an H-bomb before the end of 2016. That sounds like a fun, lighthearted contract to make $8 on. I know. Are you serious? I know. It's ridiculous. So, I yeah, I bought shares at 13 and 17 and then I sold them around 25 cents. It actually traded as high as 69 cents last night, nice. but it retreated once it became apparent that it was probably not a hydrogen bomb. It was probably just a smaller nuclear device. Oh, it's probably just a smaller nuclear device? Yeah. Nothing to be worried about. Well, at least you made $8. Yes. John, do you have an opinion, pro or con, regarding the regime in North Korea? I, I, it's not a good regime. What evidence do you have to support that claim? Just what I've seen on TV, I guess. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I've never been, so... Could, could could be that I'm just being manipulated. Are you stating for the re- are you stating for the record you've never visited North Korea? No, I haven't. I mean, what is the closest you've been to North Korea? Probably when we went to China a few years ago. John, that was eleven years ago. How would you sum up our secret high school band's trip to China in 2005 in two sentences? Be as accurate and honest as you can stand. It was quite dirty, and China doesn't make it easy. <laughs> That's true. China doesn't make it easy. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, I should probably do better than that. Starley is looking at me like she can't believe what she just heard. You want to? The whole secret band went to China. Yes, yes, it was. I would like to hear more about this. I would like to hear more about this trip to China. Uh, I'm okay. not really into talking about the trip to China. Well, John. Okay, the, the trip to China, we lang- landed in Shanghai, and we, we met our good friend Aaron, who was living in China at the time, and spoke Chinese, thank goodness, because otherwise we would have been in serious trouble, because we ended up going out west, where there were no Westerners of any kind, and it was fascinating and depressing on some level too as we went up the Yangtze River to the um, Yangtze River Dam which is an incredible yeah yeah the Three Gorges Dam which is just an incredible piece of infrastructure but also environmentally pretty (laughs) devastating okay this is David I'm taking over the story now one of John's lifelong obsessions is with infra which is short for what infrastructure and what is the great work of North Carolina infrastructure that set you down this path of discovery and obsession in our childhood? I don't know. It was the I-40, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, I-40. Yeah, the building of Interstate 40 when we were kids. And this is, this is around the same era when you had drafted a design for a transcontinental canal that canoes could paddle from North Carolina to California, and it was just a straight line through the center of the uh, American continent. Do you remember that? No, I don't. I don't remember that at all. Oh, it was an amazing design for uh, public transportation, a canal that just shot directly through the United States. So John's always been obsessed with infrastructure. And we went over to China to meet um, our friend who was studying in China and to look at all the infrastructure. And we had a horrible time because we were on a really tiny boat that engine was belching smoke into the cabin. Yes. And it also listed to the side. It was permanently floating at an angle. <laughs> and we almost had a four-way uh, friendship divorce. Do you remember when Mike got so mad at me? He snapped at me on the deck of the boat. Do you remember that? Oh, I so remember mad. Mike kicking my ass in our cabin. Mike and I got into it. Mike just like slammed me onto the ground. 
And that broke the video game that we had bought at that market in each end the day before because we were just we bought a weird black and white TV monitor plug-in video game that we were going to play on the boat in case we got bored. And as soon as we got on the boat, we started fighting and we broke the video game. I remember and we couldn't play it, and then we were stuck in our cabin because there was no common areas, and the the and, roof of the boat was so short I was constantly conking my head against light. Fixtures. And there was no toilet; there was just a hole in the ground. So I mean, if you and, and remember, you, you had terrible di- so you had to take, which then you said was. a <laughs> then you were complicated for days. <laughs> but that was funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you had a good time on that China trip, John. I'm done talking about this. I'm <laughs> talk about it. Let's keep let's keep moving. This isn't this this isn't this American life where we're going to tell some story about how hardship led to deeper friendship. The trip stunk. I never need to go to China again. And I realized forever that it doesn't matter if I recycle my plastic bottles or not because China is polluting on a level that you and I can only imagine in our wildest fantasies. Remember there were co- okay. there were co- floating in the I river. don't want to it talk was about disgusting. China. John, was, I'm, I'm not kidding. I don't want to talk about the trip to China. It was so gross. Okay, guys. Um, I think I have time for one more question. Starly Kine from Election Profit Makers here. If you remember last week, David read a script that helped identify negative risk. We had some listeners write in who said they tried to transcribe the script from David's narration, but they were still having issues. And they're wondering if you could just post the script so they could cut and paste it. What is your opinion on that? Yeah, I'm not real sure how we can handle that or whether we even have uh, permission to do that. So, um, John, I can answer this question. If people are complaining that I read the script so quickly last week they couldn't transcribe it properly, I think the best and only solution is for me to simply read the script again, only more slowly. So I'll do that now. Everybody, begin transcription. Percentage symbol waverider function is optimized over possible strategies. New line, function f equals waverider parentheses x close parentheses semicolon. New line, no underscore prices equals bracket 0.75 semicolon, 0.8 semicolon, 0.9 semicolon, 0.5 semicolon, 0.9 close bracket semicolon space percentage sign cost of no in each bracket. New line, n equals length parentheses no underscore prices close parentheses semicolon. New line. If sum, parentheses, one dash no underscore prices, close parentheses, less than one, new line display, parentheses, quote, error colon, not a negative risk market, exclamation point, single quote, close parentheses, new line end, new line. For I equals one colon N, percentage Suppose bracket I resolves as yes. New line A equals X parentheses I close parentheses asterisk no underscore prices parentheses I close parentheses semicolon percentage money lost from bracket I. New line B equals zero semicolon. New line for J equals one colon N. New line if J tilde equals I. New line. B equals B plus X, parentheses J, close parentheses, asterisk, parentheses one dash no underscore prices, parentheses J, close parentheses, close parentheses, semicolon, percentage money one from other brackets, new line end, new line end, F parentheses I, close parentheses equals A minus nine, asterisk B, 
hyphen 10 semicolon percentage remember predict it takes a 10% cut new line end thank you david one final question before you go what are you betting on next week i am betting on the political protest Will there be a political protest of the national anthem? Yes. On September I am too. the twelfth. I told you about this market. You did. And I think it's a, a This is the this is my first non presidential campaign market that I'm betting on in predicted.org. On September twelfth, at least two players on the NFL San Francisco 49ers other than Colin Kaepernick shall decline to stand for the singing or playing of the national anthem immediately preceding the NFL 49ers Rams game. I bought Five shares, yes. I think this is going to happen. I think this is the new thing that people are going to do. I bought uh, 25 shares of yes as well. What price did you buy yours? I bought mine at 55 cents. So that's I bought what mine it... at 55. Oh, nice. Yeah, five at 55. Sammy Hagar, I can't drive 55. Nice. Do you like Sammy Hagar? No, not really. So are you doing any bets next week other than the NFL bet? I, I don't want to do any more Trump versus Clinton because I've lost three weeks in a row on that. So, no. Okay. So if there are no further questions, uh, I would just like to thank everyone for coming out. And I will look forward to seeing you all again in another three or four years. That's it for this week's edition of Election Profit Makers. We hope you've enjoyed this special live press conference edition. We'd like to thank John Kimball for taking time out of his busy schedule to answer some pressing questions. We'll look forward to talking to you all next week. In the meantime, keep riding waves. Keep avoiding live cable news coverage of anything having to do with the election. Take care of your bodies and your minds. Eat healthy. Right, John? Yes. Did you enjoy doing the press conference? It was okay. I mean, yeah. Goodbye, friend. All right. Bye, David. It was good talking to you. Bye, Starly. Hold on. She wants to say goodbye to you. Starly wants to say something to you before you hang up. Okay. You're sassy this week, John. What?